only to have my father tell me dancing like that wasn't permitted, and no daughter of his was going to make a spectacle of herself. He wouldn't stand for it. It was how everything in my life went, and my mom never seemed willing to take a stand and defy him, even if it meant giving her daughter something she so desperately wanted. Anything that went against my father's wishes, or was deemed inappropriate and shameful, got kicked to the curb along with any sense of uniqueness and enjoyment. My parents wanted to squeeze me into a too-small box, painted white and tied with a bow of tradition. Me being me would never be good enough. It was a situation made even worse by the fact that my younger sister was the apple of my parents' eye. The perfect golden girl. I loved Poppy with all my heart, too. She was gentle and kind, but she was also docile and obedient, ready to jump whenever my father barked an order. I was never going to be perfect and compliant like my adorable little sister. I had no plans to end up a happy homemaker like my mother, and as sure as hell was never going to fit into the conventional mold of the traditional Mexican woman like my father so desperately wanted me to. So at nine years old, I decided that I would make my own way. I saw a light at the end of the tunnel. I just had to be patient. When the time came, I broke free. I hit the road with exactly the kind of guy my father hated. I was barely 18, not really grown, but I had to get out. I had to run. I just didn't see any other way to survive. I fled loveless, shaking the dust off my boots and never looking back. I have very few regrets about the choices I made for myself back then. To this day, I am a woman that stands by my decisions, good or bad. I'm independent. I'm strong-willed. I've made my own way in life and have, up to this point, been extremely successful at it. There have been times when I stumbled. There have been times when I lay alone in the dark and wanted to cry. There were quiet moments that snuck up on me that reminded me that my parents weren't the only people I ran away from in that tiny Texas town. But overall, I tried to accept full accountability for my happiness and well-being, and that was the way I liked it. I still kept in touch with my sister Poppy. We were close even though she had married a man I wasn't too fond of a few years ago. She still lived in Loveless. So deep was my hatred for that place and the memories that lived there, I couldn't even bring myself to attend my sister's nuptials, which had of course taken place under my father's watchful eyes in his church. I liked to move around. So Poppy would come visit and get a feel for whichever big city I was calling home for the moment. Her visits had become much sparser over the years, and now I could only get in touch with her every so often for a quick chat on the phone. At first, my gypsy ways had landed me in Phoenix, and then Reno, all before L.A., had called to me, which had then been quickly followed by New York. I had tried New Orleans on for size, and had a blast in Austin for a few years. Most recently, I had landed in Vegas, and something about the lights, the noise, the constant flow of people, the way it really felt like a transient town had stuck. 
I stayed in the neon jungle for far longer than any of the other places on the list, and settled into a really profitable career that hinged on all those decisions I had made that my parents were so sure were going to doom my future. I had a great job, a killer apartment, and I was even seeing a guy that was hovering on the edge of something closer to serious than I normally liked, when I got a call out of the blue from Phil Donovan's son. Phil Donovan was legendary in my world, a veritable god in the tattoo industry. He was the tattoo guy other tattoo guys wanted to be. He was the artist you wanted to say had worked on you. He was groundbreaking. He was famous. The list to apprentice under him was a hundred million miles long. Phil was a supremely talented man, and according to his son, Nash, he was sick and his odds on pulling through were slim to non-existent. Nash had inherited...